Welcome back to Making an Artist. I'm your host, Shanna Shrum, creator of Life of the Potty and coach to women-identified creatives. On today's episode, I talk with Army combat veteran and location-independent graphic designer and art director, Jessica Savage, about her unconventional path to creating for a living, making art in a literal war zone, and learning to trust your instincts because they are, in fact, everything. Also, I'd like to try something new with listeners. If you have a question about the creative process that you would like answered by myself or a guest artist, email me at lifeofthepotty at gmail.com and we might just feature it on the show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation that takes you all the way from Missouri to Mosul. But do you really, when you're actually doing your show, do you even notice your bladder? No. But you think you will. It's just a fear. Mm-hmm. It's just something to oh, like obsess I about. I know. And I thought, you know, like the other thing I do is I get really um, pissed off about something before I perform mm-hmm. because it's like takes my mind off of the big massive thing I'm about mm-hmm. to do and like all the people I'm going to be yes. in front of. Yeah. So I'm like, let me find something to like be upset be with about. and fuss about. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, anyway, I would like to introduce you. Can I introduce you after um, we talked about going pee a bunch? Yes, <laughs> please, please do. Which I probably will keep. <laughs> I hope you keep it. It's I mean, good I for mean, your archives, okay. I think. Yeah, totes. Uh, well, everyone, I would like to introduce you to the Jessica Savage. Hello. Graphic artist, <laughs> visual artist. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Cracked. Um and. <laughs> Tell me, tell us about yourself, Jessica. Oh, okay. Um, oh, oh my God, I forgot the most important part. If you want to see some of Jessica's work right this hot minute, you can go look at the podcast art for Making an Artist. Oh, that's very true. You made that. It is there. It's beautiful. Thank you. It was like almost all your concept, too. I was just like, make me something. Well, it was, you just inspire me pretty consistently. So it just oh, like, it, you Go flowed on. through me and into oh. the design. So. Yes. Well, it's wonderful and I love it. And people compliment Thank it you. all the time. Oh, I'm so All glad. the time. I'm Yay. not kidding. Comments. Threads, everyone, oh, email me, lifeofthepotty at gmail.com. The Tell subreddit me how much you love on it. that artwork this is deep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I'm very, very hot and pops on the subreddit. <laughs> Totes pops. Uh, so please, I'm sorry to mean to interrupt you. Oh, mm. uh, please tell us uh, about, you know, your work and what you do. Who I am, what I do. Um, so I am a um, graphic designer uh-huh. um, and an art director yes. by trade. Trade. Um, <laughs> Which means you did not trade for that. Well, I guess you traded your I get traded for money. money. Yeah. I get traded money to... <laughs> so you work for a large company downtown. Yeah, I used to work for um, be an, art director an advertising agency mm-hmm. in yes. downtown Chicago. Yes. Um, making advertising, convincing people to Making make, adverts. Yes, making as they say, adverts. Making adverts, as they say, in London. Convincing people to buy things that they definitely probably don't really need. But you know what I'm soup soups interested in is, um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the Army make you an artist? Um, no, the Army did not make me an you artist. You were an artist already. I was but... a born artist. No. no. <laughs> I mean, probably. Um, well, we're all artists, truly. Yes, honestly. exactly. I think we are all, like, creation is, like, in us. But the United States of America's Army yes. was very, um, assisted very much in the crew, in, well, they, okay. Well, yeah. I don't want to speak for you, so you speak for yourself. Well, so I am a military veteran. Um, I was in the Army for mm-hmm. eight years. And oh my God, I didn't know it was eight years. Eight years, yes. But I was Holy in the sh- National Guard, the Army National Guard. So okay. it's a part-time gig. It's like one week in a month, two weeks okay. in the summer. It's like, it'll be super fun. It's like vacation. It's like summer camp. But um, let's, like... It wasn't. But it was. Can we, no, tell, I mean, can we tell everybody, like, when you signed up to be in the National yes. Guard? And then, like, what what date did you sign up for the National so Guard? So I joined um, the Illinois Army National Guard on August 8th, uh-huh. uh, 2001. Okay. Almost exactly a month before 
September, September 11th, 2001. Yes. And, and I was a little bitty baby of 17 years old. 17-year-old child. Yes, I was a child. My parents had to, like, co-sign, basically, yeah. for me to be in the Army. Do you know what my parents did when I was 17? Mm. They co-signed so I could go to Cancun for my senior class trip. Oh. So that's... I... I <laughs> there's a big part of me that wished that my parents would have... <laughs> Done that instead. We had two very different seventeen-year-old experiences. Yes, that's that's pretty different. I didn't like my trip to Cancun. How did you like your trip to Iraq? Um, I didn't love it, but you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. Right. Well, I was I was all of seventeen years old. Um, Such I come a baby. I was a little tiny baby. Um, and I come from a family that um is hardworking mm-hmm. and um We're both not from Missouri. Co- not college educated. We're both from Missouri. Yes. And um and and I don't know. There just wasn't like you know. I think my junior year when everybody started talking about like college and school visits, yeah. I was like. Guys, like, how much money is in my um, college fund? <laughs> and my parents were like, "Like, there's that's not, a, you don't have that." Yeah, like they just like none? started to laugh. The at answer you. is zero. Like, yeah. Mm. And um, and so I don't know that the the army um, at the time would pay a hundred percent of your um, state tuition in state tuition. Okay. And I have a little sister who's like five years younger than me. And mm-hmm. I was like, yoy, I'm going to go through college. And then she's going to be in college right after. And we ain't got no money. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, the idea of like going to boot camp and joining the army instead of accruing four years worth of college debt uh-huh. seemed less terrifying. Well, because we weren't. Which it, now yeah. I feel like, yeah, it might be. Well, I'll tell you something about that is that your prefrontal cortex wasn't fully developed. No, so. it's very mushy, soft, real soft. So what seemed like a good idea then it was like gack up definitely there. Definitely may not seem like a good idea no, now. No, no. And and we were in like a peaceful time, you know. It was oh, like, totally. Oh, you could like yeah. maybe kick it in Bosnia, but like everything's great. Maybe. Like the maybe. army was also really good at selling this. They're like oh. And I'm a very like service uh, oriented oriented person. person. Yeah. I was like, I want to go, you know, sandbag when there's floods or hurricanes. Oh, I see. I want to go like do the good yeah. things and help people. And I would totally be down for like taking a semester off of college to like do that if my country needed me. And then everything changed. The everything. entire world changed. But um, but yeah, no. But also part of going into the army, um, I was I've always been a super super creative kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never not creating anything. I was like an only child until I was five. Okay. Until my sister showed up. Thanks, Jenny. Um, <laughs> Whatever, Jenny. And, I met her. She's lovely. She's great. She's <laughs> a way better human than I am. Um, <laughs> but I I always have like been creating for myself and entertaining mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. and building and doing and drawing and, and like that's always been a part of my identity um, and, and was super, super present all through high school and stuff like that. Like, I've, my my junior high and high school, like, art teachers have always been, like, huge influences yeah. on me and, like, my saviors. Like, I yeah. could find me at, like, any study hall period. I'd just be, like, in the art room, like, I don't cleaning clay off of something or do, just doing anything to be around teachers making. Pet. No, that's great. Um, And when I joined the Army, it was, like, well, I had this, like, preconceived notion that um, joining the Army would help me get a have a better chance of getting a job in the FBI. That was like my initial, I really wanted to be Dana Scully. Well, okay, so let me tell everybody here that <laughs> that Jessica also runs an Instagram called, yes. what's it called? It's called Scully Hair Don't Care. And you draw yes, Dana I, Scully's I illustrated hair the evolution of Dana Scully's hair throughout the, you know, 12 seasons and like, two movies of The and X-Files. And you have like a really good following. I have a pretty, it's, it's been um, surprising. It was something I just started doing as a passion project. I just wanted an excuse to, to be drawing uh-huh. um, and doing something that is not like artistic work I'm getting paid for. Or in the service of others. Right, right. right. It was just solely like for myself and... Creating an Instagram for it kind of held me accountable to an extent to like, oh, you know, to kind you of have keep like it a going. bit of an audience. Yeah, and then now it's just like completely self-serving because these people just boost my ego like none other. But I love it because <laughs> I love it because it because it is one of those things where it's like, let me go over into this space and play a little, mm-hmm. and like, and, and other people like love it. Like I, it's I, I see overwhelming. The yeah. It's overwhelming. Like people are so sweet. They're amazing. It's been. It's it's really been an experience, and and I it's my first time. Like I've always been like like an undercover fan girl, mm-hmm. um, and 
like it took until this point in my life to fully embrace it and like dive into the fandom and it's been a really uh great experience and I'm really glad I did it yeah (laughs) and what like what like the perfect antithesis to like working with a a, you know a client that wants this certain way or a, mm-hmm. can you move this line here can you make this look this make it pop yeah oh god like yes. I mean yeah yeah I, I'm... <laughs> yes it's it's nice to make something that's pretty much just for myself and that, yes like everyone else who views it is just kind enjoying of enjoying it like, into it yeah and, yeah it's yeah. Give, it's like I've I've met fans of the x-files so I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend in high school who was like, you got to come see the X-Files movie with me. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> and he's like, it's going to be awesome. And I was yeah. like, uh, cool. Yeah, they're out there. They're out there. <laughs> they are. They. And the truth. They're together. The, oh, it's the truth. Oh, well, the truth is super it's, important. I think. It is. Yeah. It is. So um, back to what you were saying, though. Yeah. So I, for some reason, I like really thought that like law enforcement was going to be a thing. For me, or I, I like loved the idea of like being in the FBI. I think I really just like loved the idea of being like a like strong, independent, powerful woman. Oh, uh, duh! Like, like, and and I've always been drawn to um, masculine, um, like male dominated environments Same. or 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 yeah. scenes or things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always been like the tomboy, the athlete. Like all my friends growing up were boys. I, you know, I was totally drawn to joining the army. You know, and have moved on to being in kind of more male-dominated career fields. Um, you know what's funny is that uh, we had a recruiter come to my high school, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know, this could be a thing. Yeah. And I, like, totally was like, yeah, I'm interested. And they, like, kept calling me, and then I was like, nah. <laughs> and then I also had some weird designs as a kid being like, yeah, I want to be in law enforcement. Like, what? I think... Is that something that I think is hinged to being a girl and especially kind of being a girl growing up where we grew up where the masculine was really, yeah, really honored. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, I want to be honored too. Right. Yeah. Like I can do this. And I can do this. Yeah. Like I remember, I remember being on the kickball field and like the boys would come in close because they're like, it's a girl. She's right. going to come and kick right. ball. And I'd be like, sorry dudes. And just like pop it over yes. their heads. And just everybody always underestimated. Yeah. girls where we're from essentially yes totally yeah totally i don't know i mean i don't know if that's true for the rest of the patriarchy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i just always like i like the idea of like being told i can't do something and then, and then it. shoving it in someone's face where where is that mostly for- white men oh abby just where has someone has anyone in your artistic world or in your artistic career told you you couldn't do something and then you did it I've definitely been told not to do art, um, but oh. not by anybody who is if, like also functioning in that space of like. Who told you not to do art? Artists. Let's talk about well, that. Well, that is a big like yeah. that's a big army thing. Um, oh. oh, yes. Okay, so what I meant before when I was trying to like connect the tissues yeah. is that like you know the army like you went to the army and then the army paid for your schooling. Yeah, which you went to art school. Um, yeah, I went. Yes, I mean I went to design school. Yeah, design and I, school. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Yes. I, I went mean, to, like, five schools. I know, but, like, Because I decided that, you know, I just really, the expectations started getting really high once you, like, pay for college with your body, literally. <laughs> yeah. Like, um. You're like, this school better fucking rock. Like, yeah, I was, I would get really upset when I didn't feel like professors were, like, pulling their weight. Like, when it's just, like, some, like, fucking, like, TA getting through grad school. And I'm like, yo, like, I spent a year in Iraq to pay for this school. Like, I definitely need to feel like you're showing up as hard as I'm showing up. Which isn't really that hard. Like, I'm 18. Like, mm-hmm. come on, dude. Mm-hmm. You know? No. Was there any space in Iraq for any type of artistry at all? Um, well, I, the when I joined the army, I basically, like, they wanted me. They wanted anybody. Right. You know? And I saw that there was some leverage there. I've always been taught to uh, oh, find I've your leverage. Oh, i heard about this. When you're going in and you're like, you should tell them like, I want to do this. And right. Be like, you so can't. You, and you'll be like, well, then I'm not signing up. Right. I mean, you get like assigned a job when you when you join, and usually, right. you know, as like a 17 year old, you're like, you know, you can get put into like just really bummy jobs that for some people are probably right, great and totally fine. And once you're in the military for a while, you can find a job that maybe suits you better and and. Right. As you get more. Yeah, seniority. but um, but I just kind of like I've always been taught to like. 
find your leverage and 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 how powerful that's a great that can lesson be. yes thank you dennis ross he um, my dad like drilled that into me um that like like can, where's your leverage in a situation where's your don't leverage. lose it don't lose your leverage I think that's a great lesson as an artist, too. Yes. I to mean, be it, like, before you say yes or sign on the dotted line, like, ask yourself, where's your leverage? Yes. High five up High top, five to leverage. Dennis. Yeah. Dennis Ross. Yes. That's so great. I've always, that's something I've always been really attuned to. Stealing it and, and putting it in my pocket. Yeah. When I went to go join the army, I was, I was super into um, photography. Uh-huh. And I mean, every form of art I could get my hands on, too. But, um, Photography was the only one that, like, related to the military. Oh, okay. And I found out that they had a photojournalism, like, photojournalism was a job. Like. In the military. In the military. Yes. Like, you um, could go to the military and carry a gun around. A gun and, like, and a camera. Pictures. And, yeah, and do interviews and write news stories and, and press releases and things like that. A big part of my job was um, basically, like, anytime you... Um, are watching the news okay. in a war zone, you know, or a, like an so area like where the army, like the CNN or the CNN or the Fox or well, any of the garbage networks the, that exist. Or the NBC Nightly News. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, uh, you know, like whenever you're watching the news, especially um, during the Iraq war uh, and before like embedded journalists became mm-hmm. like a hot thing. Mm-hmm. Like um, Christiana Amanpour. Mm-hmm. I love her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, the B-roll, the footage that you would see, mm-hmm. um, and the photographs that you would see, like, on mm-hmm. the, you know, on the newsstands and on TV would be the stuff we shot. So, artistry in a war zone. Mm-hmm. It's, that it's was tough. tough. So, yeah, but I knew, I knew I had this leverage of, like, choosing my career mm-hmm. field in the, in the Army, and I was like, I want to be a photojournalist. If you can't get me that job, you can't get me. Oh. And you, you have to, like... hardball. Yeah, I played hardball. And um, they were like, well, you have to test into it. It's one of the highest ASVAB scores you have Ooh. to get. And I was like, bring it on. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, like, I got all A's in Seriously. Artists. Like, like <laughs> let me do it. Yes. So um, I tested into it. I had to do, like, a one-on-one interview with, like, the Ooh. commander of the unit. They were like, they have to interview to see if they want you. Oh, I was okay. the only female at the time uh-huh. um, in the unit. Tell and, me how fun that oh, was. Oh, it was great. Being a 17-year-old girl <gasps> oh and being the only female, everyone was just, like, jailbait, hands off. No one talked to her. Don't look at her. Don't touch her. Don't talk to her. Don't breathe on her. Like, I was just, like, in this weird bubble which I mean I'll take that right. over like anything the, else the, al- the yes. alternative yes um but uh it was weird it was very weird and again just always playing in these like male spaces mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. it's like no you don't think I can do the thing let me show you how I can do yeah. the thing and having to be like two times better at it or yeah, absolutely yeah. absolutely so um but I I that's the the path I went down in the in the army so I got I got trained to be a photojournalist um, and got deployed as a photojournalist, mm-hmm. um, which was a really rad job, mm-hmm. um, if there can be such a thing in, in the military. Um, and, you know, while I was there, it's like, you know, taking photos and documenting, um, you know, the regular occurrences of, like, army units out on missions right. and stuff like that is pretty cool. And it's artistic in a in a way, but I mean, you're also you're really just capturing the moment, yeah. Um, and being able to anticipate those moments and stuff like that. Like I've always loved that, like having to kind of mm-hmm. have that connectivity to your subject, even when yeah. someone you've never spoken to, never talked to, but also, just like watching those cues, yeah, was very artistic and very like human mm. in a place that did not have a lot of humanity. The army doesn't have a lot of humanity, mm-hmm. you know. And it's I mean, you're not even you're not allowed to even hug. You know, you can't like, oh. yeah, oh no, yeah, no, you can't like, like it's very, you know. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. No. I mean, mm. I have it's, to drink from my disco. Yeah, have that a one. sip because it's super weird. So, like, you would, so what they're saying is like, if you're in Iraq for a year, you like don't get to hug for a year. I mean, I don't think they, that's not on the brochure, <laughs> but. No. Like, but you, I mean, like, like emotions and feelings and things like that are not are for your there. personal time. They're well, not. They're not. Yeah, no, it's not welcome there because you. I mean, well, they'll get you killed. Y- yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, I was always trying to tap into that personal side, like in any way that I could. Yeah. Um, which generally got me into trouble. Oh. I mean, just tell us all the so hot, this is, hot this army guys. Like. <laughs> I cannot tell you the hot army no. gossip, but I will tell us the stuff that like what isn't like bad. bad. 
Um, yeah, no, I just would get in trouble all of the time for basically like, for being an artist. Ross is hugging again. Yeah, no. It, Ooh, tell me, like, but tell me about like basically for being an artist. Tell me about that. I, I love this. Now we're yes. like, now we're getting real yeah. juicy. Yes, I just you know it's like for me. Just creating is is a way of processing yes, life of and the things you're going through. And um, I, I would just get chewed out all of the time for, for just trying to create things and, and, and make the people around me happy and make myself happy. Um, one time I decided it was a really great idea to um, – we had these big um, – they call them Texas barriers, which is basically like a big – they're like big concrete wall pieces and you like put them all together to make a big barrier. And we have them around – um, the little like tin cans we lived in because that way if a bomb came in the idea is that the Texas barrier protects protect. shrapnel from flying through and killing you in your sleep which oh is that's like a such a sweet story normal occurrence um, and you know they're not very pretty they're like super duper tall uh-huh. like they're taller than our little houses and they're concrete they're also a perfect canvas and uh, one of my yeah. one of my high school art teachers um, sent me, like a bag of chalk pastels. Oh my god, what is this person's name? <laughs> um, it was Amy Muncie. Well, uh, she's Amy Lynn now. So she was actually was Amy Lynn then, but so she's maybe like one of your creative champions. Oh, absolutely. She Thank was you. the one letting me sneak into her room during study hall every that's awesome single day. Thank she, you, Amy. What's her last name? <laughs> Lynn. Thank you, Miss Lynn. Miss Lynn. Yeah. For your. For your con- contribution, she's to this amazing. Pie. Yes, that's awesome. Yes, that's so, so sweet. She, I and had gotten this. Yeah, it was amazing. I had gotten this box or this bag of like chalk pastels. It was basically like all the little nubbins that were like left over from like classes and classes oh, and classes fun. of people. What did you feel when you opened that and you're in Iraq and oh, it's like super hot and, imme- and you're and you're like fatigued? Yeah, it was an immediate connection to like myself. <gasps> And like, you, like who I knew I was. Yeah. yeah, like it was like the smell of it, and oh, and it was a connection yeah. to home, mm-hmm. and and all of that. And it was like, I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with these, but I'm gonna do something. Yeah, with them. you don't know you what know. you're gonna do with yeah. them, but you know you're gonna do something. And um, Ooh, so that's dangerous. I, yeah, I know, I know. And so, um, I, you know, us ladies. Uh, especially at the time, and especially in Iraq, we're like few and far between. Right. Um, and we, I was lucky enough to have a, a unit that had like, you know, where there were probably like 12 or 15 women in it. Mm-hmm. We made up probably the majority of the women like on our base, like okay. thousands and thousands of dudes. And where were you stationed? Um, I was in Mosul, Iraq. At this time. Like northern Iraq. Okay. Yeah, and this was during like 2003, 2004. Uh-huh. So it was like super hot. It was like Mosul is so hot. It's so hot. So hot. Mosul, you guys. Like if the hashtag Mosul could have been a thing, it definitely would have been trending at the time. Big time. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I just decided we were, we all used to like get together, us mm-hmm. like girls, and we would like binge watch DVD sets oh, of Sex in the City. And it DVD. was our, mm-hmm, and it was our only, it was like our only connection to like being a woman. We're wearing men's clothing all day. Uh-huh. We're not allowed to like, you know, wear makeup or be super feminine or show emotions or, uh-huh. you know, so it, no hugging, no hugging, which is like <laughs> all you and your girlfriends ever want to do. I mean, so we just get together and hug and watch Sex in the City. We're going to get into like, my bed after this and just snuggle. I'm ready for it. I'm here for it, honestly. Um, I was promised hugs, so I fully expect that. You'll get one, for sure. Um, And, uh, you know, like, I don't know, we were just like a really important outlet for each other. And I had decided that on the the big wall of barriers that was was right outside of um, my female soldiers, uh, like, trailer that Mm -hmm. they lived in, that I was going to do this kind of, like, mural of all of us. For the girls. For the girls. And I used to love doing these kind of, like, fashion illustration Mm -hmm. style drawings. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to draw, I'm going to draw us. Yeah. So I did this, like, huge, like, literally almost the life-size, like, drawing of all of us in, like, civilian clothing, Uh. which... It's not like a thing we got to like wear, right? Um, you know, and just and each of like I tried to like embody all of the girls' different personalities and all of that, and um, and I I was you got like maybe one day off a week if mm-hmm. you were lucky, you might get called in during it, but they tried to let us have a day of rest here oh, and there. Okay, so it was my work life balance then. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, for sure. One day out of seven, 
yeah, it was great. Um, and I, so I was like, I'm going to do this mural. Mm-hmm. It's like a beautiful day outside. Like no one's around. I'm going to do this mural. And then like when they get home or when they wake up in the morning, they'll like see it. And then hopefully it'll like make, yeah. you, like make them happy and make like. Make them feel seen. Yeah. And we're just kind of like this like, you know, we have like this sisterhood that like wasn't allowed to totally be acknowledged in the way that like the mm-hmm. band of brothers is mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know so it was just mm-hmm. kind of like a part of that and like I just wanted to create and I wanted to create in service of someone besides just myself you know right. besides just my sketchbook and I did this huge thing and I think it was up for maybe 12 hours <sighs> before I got like completely chewed out and like got like a talking to about drawing suggestive drawings <gasps> because they had hips and they had skirts on and they, you know, weren't weren't I don't know battle scenes I don't know there wasn't any blood there on wasn't it. any blood what if you had made their periods happening I would have gotten I, even more that would have been really bad yeah no I wouldn't have wanted to deal with so did they wash it off what happened I had to <gasps> go and like fill a like. Now, I didn't even have a bucket. I had, like, a wash pan that I would use to, like, do laundry in. And I had to, like, go fill it. And then I had to, like, wash no. my entire, like, mural off oh of the God. wall. Which is just, like, that. Like that is, like, a metaphor for just, like, like, my attempts, my constant attempts at, like, creating things and them constantly being, like, struck down by, like, Patriarchy. By patriarchy, exactly. <laughs> like, just like oh the man gosh. was just not having it. <sighs> and even the women of the man were not having it. And it just, like, yeah, it was really stifling. It was super frustrating. It, and I rebelled against it really hard. I was mm. in trouble all of the time. I'm a terrible soldier, yeah. That's so funny. I have just like a stack of write-ups. They're like, (gasps) Jessica was being, well, they don't call me Jessica. They're like, Ross. Yeah. Well, that was your Like, specialist Ross is being insubordinate, questioning her orders. Can I propose that you do a, like, creative collage, like, multimedia or multi- Multimedia, yeah, yeah. Multimedia collage with your write-ups. I could totally do that. I feel like that'd be so I fucking have a lot cool. Of them. That'd be amazing, and I bet people some some millionaire would give you like three hundred thousand. It would just need it. to be called "Improve Your Attitude." <laughs> That's what every single every single write-up is just like needs to improve. Your I mean, attitude. it practically makes itself. It really does. It that really is does. Like, thank you, Army, for endless art school fodder. <sighs> right. I mean, I mean, the experiences that make us. Honestly. So you, but okay, so I love that story. <laughs> and I've never heard it. So I'm really glad that you told it. Um, so you get out of the army and you're like, yo, I got this bag of cash to go to college with. <laughs> well, I, 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 I made it out by the seat of my pants out yeah, of my rack. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, no, I, I got home, I, I had my tuition, well, I was like, cool, this is covered, I don't have to, like, go bankrupt yeah. paying for college. Um, and... Which the kids today. Th- I mean, annoyed. God bless you guys. Bless like, your good, heart. Good luck bless with your, your all those Generation Z story loans and We're all sorry. That. We I are mean. so sorry for you. Yeah, no, I got, I got, I got home, I knew, I knew that the law enforcement idea, the FBI idea... You're was like, a no. bad. I was like, okay, you're done. Bad, bad at this. Bad at like authority. There are no creative jobs. I knew I needed to be doing something creative. And, and you got home in what year? Um, in 2005. And so then you're going into college. You're 0506, mm-hmm. 07. And Rece- I had, the Great Recession comes. Yeah, yeah. Because I think this is important to your trajectory. Totally. Too, right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I came home. I started going to school. I started going to community college. I had already started community college before I went to Iraq, but I was. Back in community college, and I knew I needed to do something creative. Like, and I was I was getting my like associate's degree in fine right. arts. I like just kind of trying to find things that were applicable to like mm-hmm. your skill set. Yeah, like and your desire creative and make money. And and I had um, an amazing, amazing, amazing um, professor at my at my local community college. Listen, don't you knock those community colleges, yo, girl. I some of the best professors I've had in. I went to school for seven years, and I only came out with a bachelor's, guys. And I'm going to tell you right now, the professors at my community college were some of the most dedicated, most intelligent, like, mm-hmm. just absolutely influential. Mm-hmm. Um, and and one of my one of my um, one of my professors in my art program was like, 
you should look into graphic design. Like, you've got oh. the photography thing. And I was kind of like, I'm going to be a commercial photographer or I'm going to be a photojournalist. Right. And then I realized, like, I'm, I like writing, but, like, I'm not the best. I'm not the best writer in the world, okay. and I kind of also realized that that is, it's like you're either a photographer you didn't have a passion or a journalist. For it. Like, yeah. yeah, well, and I just was like, I don't know if this, I don't know if I want to do like that. Right. That. And um, one of my professors was like, you're, you take great photos, mm-hmm. you're, you know, like, you're, you're an artist otherwise, mm-hmm. like, you know, you should look at graphic design. Yeah. You kind of can, it's kind of a place where you can combine all of your, yeah. those different abilities. Skill sets. And I was like, cool, no idea what that is. Signed up for classes. <laughs> well, yeah, sort of this is like, what, 2000? This is like, two, this would be like 2005. Okay. Yeah, like, it's just, I didn't know what a graphic designer was in Me 05. neither. And I was kind of like, why do I need to learn this computer program to, like, make something? Mm-hmm. Like, make art. Um, like, it took me a very long time to realize, like, the commercial appeal of the skill sets I was learning. Right. You know, You like, didn't even know, like, the bag of gold you were no, holding. No. <laughs> no, I had no idea. And, um, but he was like, you should look at graphic design and, like, here are some schools for once you're beyond here. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. And, and so I just kind of, like, latched onto that because yeah. I knew it was a creative field that I could possibly make money in. Well, make a living. Yeah. And, again, I like, I want to highlight here that you're coming out of college at, like, in the middle of a recession, mm. mm-hmm. like a, a massive recession, mm-hmm. like that, I think, so you were probably in this place of like, well, I gotta make money, like, yeah. and like, what is, who's hiring? Yeah. And so you, where did you end up graduating from? So I ended up graduating, I moved to Chicago, I went to UIC for mm-hmm. a couple of years, mm-hmm. um, and then transferred to Columbia, Okay, which to me seemed like a place I could leave with a portfolio that could get oh. me a job and like a you? commercial job right like in advertising right I knew like I had by that point I had like made enough friends in Chicago who were like working in advertising mm-hmm. to know that like oh that's a job that pays like actual money yeah and is not this kind of like ambiguous thing mm-hmm. of like pushing letters around on a page to make a shape like it was kind of like oh that I like asso- immediately associated like this is money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is like putting my creative like juices to work to and make Chicago's money. And Chicago is a great city. For and, yeah, I mean, we have yeah. a bunch of farms. And yeah, things here. Yeah, there's a there's a ton of design agencies here, and um, and so it just kind of did you love it at sense. first? Advertising, like what you were doing. <laughs> um, no. 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 Okay. I I had a really, really hard time, like, transitioning into – I had, like, a massive creative block, like, transitioning oh. into, like, my first advertising gig. Like, I worked other places before I, like, fully came into – Where do you why – do why did you have a block? Do you know now? Um. Yeah. I mean, I think I just – I was really, really excited. I finally had gotten, like, the job at the big agency. Right, right. Oh, you the know, thing like that you're the supposed thing to really that we're like, all striving for. It's the thing you can just end your life with. Exactly. I mean, exactly. You, you know what I'm right. saying when I say that? Like, mm-hmm. oh, if I get A and B and C and then I finally and I get, get D, it's like it's, it's like when you finally get to your goal weight. Yeah. And you're like, wait, I'm still the same person at my goal weight <laughs> that I was. Yeah. At whatever weight, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't really change yeah. anything because yeah. you're still you. Totally. And you still have the same desires and, you know, X, Y, and Z that you yeah. had before. And yeah. Well, and I got, when I finally like got to that and I was like, oh my God, I did it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I, first of all, I have like yeah. massive imposter syndrome. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I was like. They're gonna figure me out, mm. and they're gonna fire me immediately. Yes, like they're definitely, they like definitely, they're definitely never gonna figured it out. Find though. out that no, they didn't. They did not. And that's the it thing out. about imposter syndrome. Tricks on them is ha ha But I think that's the thing with imposter syndrome is because it's literally. I think imposter syndrome is literally made of every negative comment anyone has ever said to you, every backhanded comment. Every negative thought you've ever thought about yourself, that's literally what your imposter syndrome mm-hmm. is comprised of. Mm-hmm. And nobody outside of you knows that. No. And so they just, you're just like, you just show up and you're like, I'm going to do the best that, you know, you do the best that you can. And yeah. then everybody, no, no one's none the wiser. 
Very true. And I wish someone would have just, like, shook me really hard and, like, told me that. But, like, no, they weren't doing but, it because they all had their own imposter syndrome. Sure. Oh, my I God. Think, it's a giant missing contest. I don't care, how old, contest. You I don't it, care yeah. how old you get. You still, you're like, oh, I don't know. Can I do this one right. today? Like, right. this is a new project. Can I do that? Mm-hmm. And it's like, probably. Just start. <laughs> like, you probably can. Just start. And yeah. And you find out. Mm. But, so, you were... You nobody figured the no the jig was not up. The for jig you. was not up. Um, and you got deeper and deeper <laughs> and deeper into the design world. Yeah, and for advertising, right? Yeah, and you've worked on some like major, massive campaigns and stuff, mm-hmm. like some, mm-hmm. like you know some hot, hot things that maybe <laughs> we've all used, put on our bodies, shoved in our back. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know no, yeah, I, I yes. It's so, correct. But we're going to Everything in your bathroom, in your kitchen. Oh. Everything on your skin and your just hair. Just because advertised to you. Yeah. Hey, do you like what you're hearing? If so, pop on over to patreon.com backslash life of the potty. This podcast is listener supported, so anything you can support us with would be 100% greatly appreciated. We would love to hear from you. What I want to talk about now is that you quit that job. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost a year ago. Oh. I should look up the exact date. It was in it April. It was in April. One mm-hmm. year ago. Um, I was just, you know, I had I had landed the thing that was supposed to be the thing. Um, I at worked the firm that you worked at. The, at. Yes, the mm-hmm. thing at the place. And I worked there for almost four years. Mm-hmm. And I kept waiting to, like, feel like this, like, validation like internally right oh to feel like oh i've made it like this is it like all the work that i'm doing Mm -hmm. is worth it Mm -hmm. and um it never came and it was just i don't know i just felt like i could just feel like my like soul kind of leaking out leaching out of my body and and i got to a point where i was like i wasn't i was never making any creative work for myself all my creative energies were being used um, you know, for these big corporations, I wasn't really, I didn't really feel like I, you know, mm-hmm. was getting like compensated appropriately for mm-hmm. that. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like, well, cause I mean, sometimes those nights at, are like three o'clock in the morning oh, or some shit, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, I think the latest I ever stayed at work was like six in the morning. I turned 30 at work working <gasps> on a pitch. No. Um, and I didn't leave the office. Never we didn't leave again. the office until 6 a.m. Never again. No. I yeah. Not allow and that was kind of a real wake up call. It was like, wow. Yeah. Like, like I came home. Um, I came, it was my, the morning of my 30th birthday. I got home at like 7 a.m. Shut the my, front door. Um, my, my darling husband had put happy 30th balloons like on the front porch oh that's so sad and sweet at the and same i came time. home and like there were balloons out on the porch he was already up and ready for work so he took me for birthday pancakes at like the local diner basically he was on his way to the train to go to work and i was on my way coming home and did work. you just like go to bed and then get up and go to work in a couple hours i was the only person on our team who did not have to come to work because they were like it's your 30th birthday they were like it's your birthday and i didn't have luckily i didn't have anything pressing that i had to be doing the next day um the like a chunk of the team had to stay we had a, a hotel like nearby they stayed in the hotel took showers put their old clothes on and came back because they had wait, hold on. Other presentations. These people to are do. acting like they're in the army. I know. Like I the, know. I think, and this is this is the shit that gets me hot under the collar around <laughs> around these types of the way creatives are treated in these mm-hmm. kinds of jobs mm-hmm. because it's not life or death, right? Which is you can have like it's a false. It's it's not true that there's no such thing as work life balance in the creative industry. Mm-hmm. You have to create com- it for yourself. Com- well, the companies, yeah, the companies have to create it for their employees. I think. Well, yes, but I mean, that's... they have to tell the client like, "Yo, right. have some fucking realistic expectations," yeah. because these I people mean, are humans. Yes, very true. And they have to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and they have families mm-hmm. at home, and they have sick kids, or they have X, Y, and Z. Anyway, yeah, I mean, it's a bummer when you literally are working so much that you like give yourself a UTI. True story. I mean, I've only like, had one UTI, and it definitely was not because I was working so hard. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, I was never, working hard. Right? Okay. Else. Hey. 
But it shouldn't be because you just like can't get up and go to no, the No, it should definitely be because you got fucked really Yeah, it should be because you got fucked a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot, and a lot. You just so fell much that you fell straight asleep and did not have time to take a pee right after and things happen. That's but real. no. It should not be because you're just like forcing yourself to sit at your desk for like endless amounts of time for you know, yeah, I agree. for something that is not life and death, and I think that that's probably a big reason why you had perspective. In the yes, life. like yeah. I, it's like I have like a tattooed reminder on my body that yeah. of like that reminds me every single day of my military experience. Mm-hmm. That reminds me like that this is not life or death, right? And like, and there are just so many things that are just not worth it. Not not worth you it. know, and like you've come this far, you've survived this much, like you don't need to like. You don't have to deal with You that. don't have to sacrifice boundaries. The rest of you your need... life for these folks. Yes. Yeah. And so this is this is what I love though, because you were like, smell you later, big pharma. I don't know. You, you, don't work... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't work for any pharmaceuticals. Sure, I'm just kidding. You get what I'm saying. Yes. Everyone, is that like you were like, smell you later, don't let the door hit you where the good lord split you. Mm-hmm. And like now, and then what I really love what you've done with your career in the last year is that you charge folks who have a lot of money. <laughs> yes. A lot of money. Mm, and then the pro- tell me about some of the projects that you have really enjoyed working on. Oh this my semester. gosh. Yeah. So I, yeah, I've been, I, I will take on like bigger projects that mm-hmm. make chunks of money yeah. from big corporations. And like quicker too, I feel like. They're always- yeah. Well, they're always fast and furious. Everybody yeah. needs everything yesterday. Yeah. Um, but they, that's when they get, they got to right, yeah. pull out that yeah, big coin. Yeah, the rate goes up and it's mm-hmm. great. And, um, yeah, and I, and I, Doing those jobs that are kind of, you know, can be a little bit soul-sucking at times um, affords me the ability to take on the types of work that I would prefer to be doing, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, for people who don't have that huge budget to spend. Such as the podcast Making an Artist. Such as Making an Artist. Right. Um, (laughs) And, like, that little, but I'm, like, what I'm so, what I think is so beautiful about it is, like, you... You spent time with the corporate sector. You did all this, you know, kind of like grunt work. Or not mm-hmm. grunt work. That's not the word I wanted to use. But work that wasn't necessarily. Commercial work. Commercial I mean, work. It's just, you did all that. You spent time yeah. in the private. Or you spent time in the corporate sector and you did this commercial work that may or may not be seen as artistic. Mm, but now. Definitely usually never seen that way. But, what, but or at least that's how I feel. You get to serve artists yeah yeah and I I try to when I have the time to take on like smaller jobs Mm -hmm. um I'm really I try to be really like conscious about who I'm serving right um and doing working on projects that I'm also passionate about so at pretty much everything I've done in the last year um since I left my um corporate job has been working on Branding and identity and marketing for women-owned, women-run businesses, platforms, um, the things that support the things that I truly believe in right. and, and that like, I care about. Right. And to help give those people voices that, you know, within a budget that they can afford right. or pro bono or, yeah. you know. And I mean, and I think like that definitely has been so much more rewarding than yeah. like, like wrapping up you know, like a project like that with, um, you know, like feminist happy hour mm-hmm. or um, lackluster and like mm-hmm. real feminism, like working with, with like amazing women, like wrapping those projects up. I feel like I've done something and it feels like it's in the service of like the things I'm truly interested in, mm-hmm. which now that I'm thinking about it is probably the first time I've ever been creating things in the service of the things I really believe in. You should do more of that. Whoa. <laughs> like, this is literally just dawned on me. Like, I, like, I mean, like, the military, the corporate gigs, uh-huh. you know, all of that, like. But not... all of those trained you and gave you the skill set you need. Totally. To do the work that you want to be doing now. Totally. I mean. Absolutely, yeah. 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 And I think, like, and I definitely learned, like, I mean, even working in, like, corporate America, working at an agency, you know, all agencies have their big corporate clients, and then they also take on pro bono work. Right. You know, and so do you're amazing like a little mini woman-women agency. Yeah, and I think I did learn that from from being in those settings where it's like, 
well, if you make the money from these guys, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can, can help these give guys. Give over here. You know? I also was like struck at how fast you did uh, the podcast art for the oh, episode. Oh, God. I wish every job I did happened that quickly. It was like, I talked to you. I would. I talked, I think, oh, I talked to you on the phone. Then you're like, can you FaceTime? I have some things I want to show you. <laughs> that was like five minutes later. Not really, but it definitely I felt mean, like it. Yeah. And then like, I think like a week later, you're like, okay, here's the loco. And I was like, holy shit. It was so fast. <laughs> and I think, but I think that happens when you're doing stuff. I'll, I mean, like, I, I love that I was like, I don't really know what I want you to make, but just make me something. I mean, and sometimes that's like a nightmare situation, and sometimes that's a really great situation. Yeah. And I was like, and I want you to draw it. Yeah. That's what I knew. I was like, yeah. I want you to draw it, mm-hmm. like, from your hand. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be, like, a, a, a vector. Yeah. 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 So, I thought that was cool. I was, And, like, I think that's what happens, too, when you're, like, when you are kind of doing something that you enjoy. Or I hope yeah. that's what happens. Well, and it's, that's enjoy. what happens when it's, like... You had told me about your idea for this podcast mm-hmm. and like and and this thing you wanted to create and I got really excited about your energy around that idea mm. and like and and I know you and mm-hmm. I know you know like I just the the whole vibe around it like you know it was just like immediately I was like oh my gosh so many ideas like ba 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 and that's like yeah that's the fun that's the most fun. Kind I think, of work to create. I think that's like a special talent. Felt too. effortless. Oh, good. Which not everything is. Oh, oy, oy. Oy, 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 oy. Oy. Um, <laughs> I think it's a special talent, and I think it's a talent that a lot of creatives possess. Whenever you can attach yourself to somebody else's idea and and um, feel as excited about it, or yeah. almost as excited about it, mm-hmm. as somebody else's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's. What is that? What is that called? Mm. Is that empathy? Mm-hmm. Is it? I, sounds like it to me. Is it? I, I'm, yeah. I'm literally asking. I because I, I mean, I feel like empathy is like when you can empathize. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I mean, it is. It's like a form of empathy. Yeah. It's a yeah. form of empathy. Yeah. And I think business empathy. <laughs> is there such a thing? Bimpathy? There should be. There sh- that business empathy should yeah. be fucking taught. Yes. If you, God. If I was in charge, push his glasses up. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So also I wanted to talk about this other creative thing that you do. Because like to me when I see you, I'm like, this bitch is bursting with creativity. <laughs> She's making things. She's doing hair on Instagram. <laughs> She's... She's fucking like redoing houses. Yes. So tell us about your other side yeah, gig. Yeah, the other, other the side gig to your side gig. <laughs> um, yeah, so a big antithesis for me quitting my corporate job. Um, I did not quit solely for the purpose of like going out of my own and becoming like a freelancer, mm-hmm. although I, I wish I was so brave. Um, but I, my, my husband and I, um, we love traveling mm-hmm. our we we met in Iraq. Oh yes, um, this is our, a love story. Yeah, our, for the yeah, ages. that's a whole other. Mm-hmm, that's a whole other podcast. But yeah, um, and like our our entire relationship has been built around um, experiences that have pushed us way outside of our comfort zone, and uh, it's become something that we're a little bit like addicted to, like travel and new experiences and just kind of being like out of our element. Um, we kind of well, it kind of mirrors how you met. Totally. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, yeah. our 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 like love was kind of forged in that, uh-huh. and and has just continued to grow. Um, and um, that's a creation of its own. It is. Ooh. <laughs> um, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a creative coach. <laughs> oh, I am. It's true. It's really <laughs> yes. No, go ahead. Sorry. Um, yeah, and I don't know. We just kind of came to this realization that like. We don't have to live a conventional life. <gasps> right. Um, um, apparently a lot of artists know that. Yes. But I think that's a very artist yes, thing. Yeah. It definitely We're like, is. um, uh, FYI, everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah. Living in a house with four walls and a roof is like, like not my thing. Yeah, it's it's like a thing. You can do it hopefully anytime. Yeah. Um, but it's not everything. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. We you know, we we did the whole like being in love and dating for a million years and um, getting married <laughs> and just like all of like those super normative things you do. And I think just always in the back of our minds has been like these more extreme 
lives that we've led and mm-hmm. just I don't know we're just like not here for this like conventionality so um normative yes yes so uh you know we're kind of like how do we get ourselves out of this how can we kind of fund a life of travel and Mm -hmm. um break out of this yeah and um one of the ways uh we kind of decided on was like starting up a rental business so we've been uh rehabbing uh rental units Uh uh-huh Busting down walls. So, well, hold on. You did one. You already have one, right? Yeah. You already, this isn't your first rodeo. No. No. Not like. Well, yeah. So we started with one. We started with like a single. And that was a couple years ago. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's been, well, that, yeah, that's been probably like five years ago now. Uh-huh. Um, we started with one, which we weren't necessarily intending to have as a rental. We just happened upon a really this is Good. how this is how making shit happens. Though, yeah, sometimes. I mean, it was You're just like, I didn't really mean to, but I did. It was it was serendipitous. Yeah. Like we we like there was this house next door to some friends. They were selling it for synchronicity, really cheap. and yeah, it just like it just boosh, it happened, and we were just kind of like, let's just do it. Yeah. And this sounds fun. Let's yeah. knock walls down. Yeah, so we bought it and then we were like, let's tear this carpet up. Cool, hardwood. Oh, let's you know, it just kind of like one thing led to another. I love the I love the process of this though, because there's so much creation and destruction. Oh. The destruction is my favorite part. So fun. Oh my god. I love to break Everyone shit. should tear a wall down at least once in Everyone their life. Everyone should break should break things that is should legally break things. Yes. Like, <laughs> correct. Um I think Lord. there's a lot of pleasure in that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then there's and then there's the rebuild. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, so, like, what does that feel uh, like? Um, that feels more stressful. The demo is always like a de-stressor, huge release, primer. It's just like you're just letting it all go. You're getting it all out. Mm-hmm. Um, what a clean, you're start, what a clearing. You're, it's cleansing. cleansing. Yes, yeah. you're literally taking it down to the bones and 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 starting down from to scratch. the bones. Oh, yes. I love that. I love that. In a creative sense, too. Because it's like, let's get rid of everything that's not working, yes. and not serving. Yes. In in whatever creative medium you're working mm-hmm. in, you're like, let me mm-hmm. get down to the bones. Yeah. I always, in writing, I'm always like, just write the bones of something. Mm-hmm. And then we build. Fill it out. Yeah. 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 And, um... And and the filling it out part is definitely where all the challenges come in, uh-huh. which is well, that yeah, yeah, really, same, in, same in any form, exactly, right? <laughs> um, and it really is. I mean, I, I think design and I think a lot of creative work is is um, problem solving. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm, figuring mm-hmm, out mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. good and a beautiful way to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like no different with with you know home design and home renovation and stuff like that. So. Um, it's like, you know, these are our set parameters. This is what we need to achieve. Um, how are we going to do it? And this is how much money we have. And this is how much time we have. It's and this is like any how much we project. know. And how are we going to do it? Yeah. And how are we going to figure it out? And and the bumps along the way mm-hmm. are hard. Uh, everything There's always takes longer. Them. Everything always takes longer. Everything, nothing's ever easy. That's like our, that's like the saying that we continuously have come back to over like five years of rehabbing properties. You is literally just, nothing just, is ever easy. Nothing can be easy. You're yeah. like, let me just, um, you know, change this light fixture. And it's, nope. No, absolutely not. You gotta rewire the whole house. Yeah, it's like nothing is, just nothing's ever easy. But I don't know, it's what the process of having to solve all the problems get presented along uh-huh. the way. Like the accumulation of that really feels. And then you get left with this beautiful space yes. that you've made. Yes. That your hands have gone into, like literally. Literally every like, square inch of. What a juxtaposition to like creating art digitally. Mm-hmm. To going yeah. in with your hands and being like, oh, I have a sledgehammer. And then today I have a paintbrush. Right, yeah. And like, yeah, like I'm going to tile this backsplash. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Yes. And I love it. Like it, <laughs> Next it, time you need a tile, a backsplash, mm-hmm. call I, me. I'll call you. I got two ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's amazing. Like I I've I've always loved creating things with my hands, and mm-hmm. I've fallen into a profession in which I'm hardly ever using my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's such a great change of pace to get to really physically modify things with your hands, like with your body, yeah. with your muscles. Yeah, you know, just all of that. Is, Do you just fall into bed after a day? Oh like, God, there's like no space? better sleep than like yeah. 
renovations sleep. Yeah. I mean, my dad's a carpenter, and when I was a kid, uh, he'd come home from work and yeah. he would like fall into the la- la- lazy boy after mm-hmm. like a Budweiser. Yes. And just snore yes. the sleep of the dead. Yes. And you're like, Dad, it's like sex. Like, right. <laughs> wake up, play with me. Right. No. It's like, I've had my dinner, I've had my beers. Yeah. Good night, everyone. Yes. Nice and that to is see you. Pretty much how we function when we're when we're in in that mode. Yeah. And I love it. And like I I feel alive. <sighs> we feel alive when we're doing it. Like it, well, I just feel connected to my body. Probably the same way people feel connected to their bodies when they're doing yoga or running uh-huh. marathons uh-huh. or like uh-huh. you know, I don't know. It's just that physical connection to Right. And what a sense of completion when a space is finished because I think, too, with a lot of artistic projects, you're like, I could keep moving this line or this dot, Mm -hmm. like, a million times. I mean, I would say that spaces are the same way. Are they? Yes. They just, you end up having a timeline where it's like, okay, a person needs to live here now. You need to step away. You know, it's like, oh, but I just wanted to, yeah. And they just fuck with this doorknob Yeah, like, I mean, I feel like you literally, you could, you could, you could keep pushing it on and on and on and on and on. I would like to take a moment to pause and say, all art is the same. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I because I thought I had I, I thought I had figured it out in this one. Oh, oh, like a house is done when it's no, done. No, it's never done. And it's not done. It's like the least done. Okay, it's never done. And it's, it's also like a, this like evolving organism in a way that needs maintenance the way that oh. maybe other ooh types of real. art might not. I mean, I feel like there are. You, like, I mean, at least visual art. Yeah. I feel like you're kind of... But, like, when I put a sketch out of the, in a video, it's gone. It's, it's gone, done. yeah. I can't really but change it. But you could rework that sketch. And I you mean, could perform live. that sketch live. True. Like, it can continue to have a life and be kind of an organism. Mm-hmm. 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 And, like, and, and I, I feel That's like true. interiors or, or exteriors, houses, properties are the same way where it's like... There's always something. Well, there's always something that needs to be done. Shit's just like falling off. Yeah. Things are, you know, floods happen. Oh my god. You like it's it's nonstop, but it's it's I don't know. It's it's rewarding, um, and for us, it's like a means to an end. It's to gonna, to a travel lifestyle. Yeah. So you know, once once goal, your goal is what? Um, the goal is long term. Um, we're we're trying to live a location independent lifestyle. Same. Yeah. So turns um, out you can record a podcast anywhere. Thank God. Thank the baby Jesus. We can do part two in Thailand. Ooh, into it. See you in a year. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. We're gonna give this thing a whirl. You know, we're gonna get some people living in these places, um, get a little passive income, and try to live pretty uh-huh. frugally and do the thing we really love and feel the best versions of ourselves at, which mm-hmm. is like being far out of our comfort zone, traveling, experiencing new things every day, being humbled, and kind of just realizing that, you know, like all the things that used to be life and death are not life and death. And it's experiences are only things that like stay with you. Yes. Like the stuff doesn't. I just heard this quote the other day that um, the titles don't. If you spend money on uh, spending money on travel is never wasted, or money mm. money spent on travel is never wasted. That's the agreed. Quote. Because and so what I'm interested in is how do you think your travels will affect you as an artist? I cannot wait to see how my travels affect me as an artist. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope that I can continue to do the types of projects, like these passion projects that I've well, been yeah. doing. And that's the thing I is hope you that can I, do this work right. anywhere. Yeah, and, that, yeah, and that's digital. the idea. Um, I can't wait to see kind of what spins off from our travels for me personally. Mm-hmm. You know, like what kind of side projects I start doing. I guarantee you'll have some. There definitely will be some. I mean, you're a woman who draws Dana Scully's hair. So. I, yes. I mean, I'm sure I can find something. Coconuts. Something. <laughs> oh my God. Please make an Instagram of coconuts. <laughs> Of coconut draw and like their personalities and like mm. oh yeah I like that yeah and you can like name them they can have like storylines oh I love that anyway you should do that I mean maybe I will Mm -hmm. I'm I'm very interested in the art that gets kind of like created by circumstance the Mm. things I'm really excited kind of like a mural on the wall in Iraq exactly exactly and like I'm I'm really excited I think that traveling and doing this this kind of new life that we're planning. Um, will force me to pick up my camera again. Ooh, and I I'm, like that. Yeah, and yeah. I'm really excited for just like those types of things. Yeah. And those connections 
um, to my artistic self, but also to like what's happening around me, which I feel like I'm not been making as much as I'd like to stationary here. Finding pockets of art in the in in the smallness of life, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. you know, and if you're living a slower lifestyle, mm-hmm. that is much more accessible. Yeah, you know, taking the time to like look around, mm-hmm. like look at what's around you. You're Which, gonna go on a really long, big, beautiful artist date. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> So if you're at home and you haven't bought the artist's way or you haven't listened to the first four episodes <laughs> of this podcast, an artist date is a date with your artist, your artist being yourself, mm-hmm. um, that you go on by yourself. Your inner child. Your inner, your inner child, your inner artist. And it's supposed to be something that truly is pleasurable, mm-hmm. that you enjoy and that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. And so this just hit me <laughs> that you're 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 working to take yourself on an epic long a massive a massive artist, artist date. date yeah yeah how fucking cool julia cameron would be so pleased so pleased someone please send her this podcast yes, so that please. i can meet her thank you so much <laughs> um no but that's that's what it is and you know there's a quote by julia cameron where she says life should be an artist life is an artist date mm. Yeah. What do you think of when I say that, though? Are you like... That makes it a little more terrifying. (gasps) Really? (laughs) Really? Well, I once went to Argentina for an artist date. You did? (laughs) That sounds like a great artist date. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going on this date alone. You're not, but you... I mean, you know what I mean. No, I do know what you mean. In the grand scheme of things. Yeah. You're choosing choosing to... I think what is... Like, when I think about it in that way, it's like, oh my gosh, I have so... I It brings to mind how many, um, like, anxieties and oh, things like that uh-huh, within uh-huh. me that I'm go- that are going to be so essential to, like, put to rest, to truly enjoy an experience. Like, yeah. when you go on an artist state, you yeah, know, you yeah, kind yeah. of have to, like, you're doing this thing by yourself, yeah. and it's, you know, There's like the first ideally something minutes. kind of new, and yeah, it's, it's like, you kind of have to, like, give yourself, like, the pep talk before mm-hmm. you... Go for it. That's I like, definitely, you know, woke up the day I was going to Buenos Aires and I was like, you're flying to Argentina today. Yeah. And I definitely had this like excited nerve. I was very, I was nervous. I mm-hmm. hadn't, fl- I hadn't, I hadn't traveled that far alone before. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, that was like, amazing. It was amazing. And I highly recommend it. <laughs> it's something that will, like traveling shifts you forever. It really does. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I I even just the time spent, you know, overseas with the military, mm-hmm. um, like in Iraq, in a place where we have really limited contact with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the local life around us. Um, you know, I was I remember just like constantly trying to just like soak everything in that I could. Yeah. Every like cultural experience. Um, you know, whether it was like a meal with like a, like tribal elders in like a small village oh, in like Kirkuk or, cool. or yeah. like, you know, just even just like chatting, you know, we had translators. You're like, I'm probably not going to come back here. Right. Which actually I would love, I would love to go back. Is it safe to go back? No. Oh, I don't okay. think it's doing, still not doing great. I didn't think so. But... No. Sorry. Well, maybe. Sorry. Someday. Iraq. Sorry. Someday would be amazing. Um, Yeah, I would. It is like something that I think I definitely like when I think of myself as like a sixty-year-old woman. Yeah, and you're like fresh out of like you're like yeah no, and I'm that's like I think I will. It is a place I think I will really want to revisit Mm. and like pay proper homage to. Mm. You know, and Mm -hmm. and and I mean at the time like I was kind of like my own student of of art history and stuff like that, and we were like in Nineveh. We were in this like really important like foundational like place in history Mm, and I was so excited about that but there was no you know the connections were so small right um but trying to soak that in and like and and learn and 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 appreciate it like struck me forever it was the thing I could never shake it was like I think that's really as soon as I got home I was like where am I going 
now what? Now what? Now mm-hmm. what? And 20 countries later, it's like, this isn't enough. Vac- two weeks of American vacation is not enough. Which is garbage. It's garbage. It's in absolute other countries, garbage. they get way more than that, guys. Way, in way, way, way more. In case you didn't know, yeah. in, like, France, they get, like, six weeks. Yeah. What would you tell? What, if you <laughs> if you had a little 24-year-old Jessica oh boy. To sit, sitting down across mm-hmm. from you, what would you say to her? I think I would tell her to trust herself because it's literally all within her, which she should already know by now. Listen, everybody. <laughs> this is the stuff. Is this thing on? <laughs> Boop. No, this is the stuff, though. Please go on, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to monologue after okay. that. Um, yeah, I mean, like, she, she should know this by now. But at 24, I was already post-war several years. I shouldn't mm-hmm. have had it all figured out, but I definitely didn't. I definitely was looking to other people for mm. validation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for direction, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying to march to whatever drum was, like, playing loud enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish I would have just listened to myself more and mm. and been willing to just do exactly what I want to do. Been and, willing to trust yourself. Yeah, trust myself and, and just... and. Go for it. Whatever it is. You know, whatever the it was. This is the thing, though. This is the stuff. Like, what makes people's art and what makes an artist is your taste and what you like and who you are. Mm-hmm. And the truth of who you are. Yeah. And I think I want to say almost everybody I've asked this question has kind of said this. They, they've said some form of what you're saying. Yeah. Trust yourself or don't listen to people who are saying no. Right. Listen to you. You know best. Everything that you need is inside of you. Everything you need is already existing inside of you. Yeah. And like, why don't we trust that? Why why don't we as a collective culture allow ourselves to trust that? I mean, I know the answer. Mm -hmm. um, But like, how do we get, I don't know, how do we get so far away from that? Was it like, because here's the other thing. I think you had to trust yourself, like, back in the day when it was just, like, you and, like, the fucking lions, you know? Right. Like, you're like, oh, I have to, like, stick snap in the forest. Right. I better fucking get scooting because there's, yeah. like, an animal. Your instincts are everything. Your instinct. Your instincts. <laughs> your instincts are everything. And, like, here's the other thing, too. Like, did you or did you not have to use your instincts in the army? A hundred percent. Like, 24-7. I had to use my instincts. I was in... Go on. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, your instincts are everything. I, I depend on my instincts fully in the military. I mean, I, you're not, as a woman in the army, you're not just, you're not just worried about, like, every, like, the common enemy outside of the gates. Mm-hmm. You're also, you know. Yeah. For every one woman, there's probably, like, I don't know, a couple hundred dudes, if not mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And at that and time, the army was, I mean, they're doing a little bit better today towards women, but yeah. it was worse then. I mean, it's just, you know, you just, things get silenced. And <laughs> yeah. I know that firsthand. And it's just, like, you, your instincts are everything. And you, you have to trust those to know whether or not you can trust the guy next to you mm-hmm. or to know, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not you need to, like, Run and take cover, you know? <laughs> Run and take... Oh. It applies to everything. It does. It really does. It does. Listen to that inside of you. I just... I was just hanging out with a, like, legit, like, 16-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me a story about how, like, they were in, like, a shady gas station and she felt really nervous and, like, was like, let's go to a different spot. Uh-huh. Um, and she's like, I feel really bad. Like, there wasn't anything happening that wasn't, but it just was like, I felt really weird. And I was like, never let go of that. I was like, yeah. that feeling you have, like, that voice inside of you that's just, like, telling you, you know, do this, avoid that. Like, I don't know. I was like, listen to her. Like, she's important. And I was she like, knows. everyone out here is going to try to tell you not to listen to that. Well, they're also going to tell you to be polite. Right. Well, and that's what I said. I said no matter if you feel like you're being rude or you feel like it's... Well, I think that's the same yeah, with art. Not like, cool. Everybody's like, like just, oh, should I make this thing? Oh, my truth. Right. It's, it's like, this, yeah. it's so naughty. My truth is wrong. My truth right. is bad. And like, your truth is why people like it. Yeah. Your authenticity, your realism, your, your no bullshit, that's mm-hmm. why people connect to it and enjoy it. Right. So make more of that. Listen to yourself. Your instincts are everything. Yeah, your instincts are literally everything. Oh, so good. 
where can people find you? Um, well, you can find my um, corporate work <laughs> at... <laughs> that is the best description of corporate work I've <laughs> ever heard. At um, Jessica savage.com but okay. that's jessica with a k yeah k for kicking it for kicking it um you can find me on the gram uh-huh at jessicatastrophe i do like this ig handle we'll mm-hmm. also link to it in the yeah. show notes gotta write it down because the k just messes fucks everything, everything up. up um and if you're uh real real nerdy you can get down with my illustrations at uh on the gram at a scully hair don't care. Which I think might be the best name for an Instagram page I've ever. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to see what you make around the world. Oh my gosh. Let's go drink some more. Into it. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Music on the episode today was provided and created by the ever-wonderful linen bone at soundandpatternsmusic.com holler at me at lifeofthepotty.com or lifeofthepotty at gmail.com i would love to hear from you thanks and as my dad would say talk at you later